A reading now from the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament. These are familiar words to, uh, to us, especially at this time of year. We read, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then reading from the New Testament from Paul's letter to the Colossians, as far as we know, the Apostle Paul did not visit the city of Colossae. Uh, he is writing, also uh, showing his concern in his letter for the people of Laodicea, that church. These are cities in uh, present-day western Turkey. But Paul is concerned about these churches, and so he writes, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. If you want to engage in a fascinating study, Take a look at the many names and titles given to Jesus in the Bible. I mean, there's a whole host of them, uh, uh, teacher, uh, Lord, light of the world, Lamb of God, Holy One, Root of David, Dayspring, the door, the way, Alpha and Omega, King, Messiah, Savior, and so on and on. So each name given to Jesus is rich in meaning and speaks to a particular aspect of Jesus' person and work. And so, in these few weeks of Advent and on into the Christmas season, I plan to take up uh, a different name every Sunday. In fact, we're going to be following the next four weeks Isaiah 9, that passage we just read. Um, you know, uh, Jesus uh, is, uh, what did we just read? <laughs> that He will be the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Well, the prophet Isaiah predicts the coming of Messiah, again, who's called by these many names, four names. And uh, when we read this passage, at least when I read it, I always think of Handel's Messiah, you know, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. So I can't help but, but uh, you know, hum the tune. Uh, and uh, it's a very uh, inspiring uh, piece of music. But, you know, we don't always stop to think about what it means. What did Isaiah mean? What does it mean for us today to call Jesus Wonderful Counselor? 
Literally, a wonderful counselor uh, translates as a wonder of a counselor. In the days of Israel's king, uh, the counselor would be a faithful, trustworthy member of the royal court, and uh, the chief counselor was one who would dispense sound judgment upon which the king could rely in matters of governance affecting the kingdom. So he would, uh, the king would always listen to his counselor before committing the nation to war and so on. But there were other acting counselors in Israelite society. There were parents and elders and rabbis and wise men, uh, and all were to be listened to and all were to be respected. And these were people who had great insight into right living, and they would dispense practical advice, and their, and their guidance could be relied upon. The book of Proverbs, which is full of practical wisdom, encourages God's people to consult many such counselors. And so Proverbs says, where there is no guidance, the people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Without counsel, plans go wrong, but with many advisors, they succeed. And again, according to Proverbs, it's the fool who ignores counsel. So, uh, that was then and there is now, and all of us could use the wise counsel of others in making decisions in life. And uh, so, we would do well to consult uh, a parent, a caring uh, trusted friend, um, a coach, a teacher, a spiritual advisor, a professional counselor, and these folks, especially these, these people who know us well, uh, are able to give us sound judgment upon which we can rely. We need people like that in our lives. There's no need to suffer alone in all of our decision-making. God has put us in community, and we need to consult the people around us people who love us and who care about us. But if you and I need to consult wise human counselors to guide us and give us direction in life, then how much more do we need the wonderful counselor spoken of by Isaiah? For the good news is that unto us a child is born who is nothing less than the embodiment of wisdom itself. In the book of Proverbs, the virtue of wisdom is personified and speaks with its own voice. But we cannot but hear the voice of Jesus where it says from chapter 8, listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. 
can hear the voice of Jesus, can you not, even in the Old Testament, as wisdom is personified. And then the Apostle Paul, as we have seen in writing to the Colossians, writes of Christ as the one who, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We are to seek Him as though we were seeking for buried treasure, only it's not buried, it's available for us to receive. We're to seek Him and His wisdom above all. So how great is the wisdom of Jesus? Even as a child at the age of 12, uh, Jesus astounded His teachers, the Jewish rabbis. They were amazed by what He, could, what he, by what he knew. Uh, Luke tells us about that. Luke recorded that the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was with him. And then during his public ministry, people were amazed at his wise counsel. Matthew says that when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? So are you and I similarly astonished by the words, by the teaching of Jesus, by His wisdom? Has anyone spoken more wisely and more helpfully about life than He? Has, anybody, has anyone spoken with greater practicality and relevance for daily life? I've been preaching for 40 years, studying the Bible, and I'm still astonished by these words that are still fresh every morning, right? They are ever practical. Uh, it's amazing that I find new things to say, but actually it's the old word, you know, but said in new ways, but it always speaks freshly to us. How cool is that? It's always relevant to our lives. And the amazing thing is that Jesus was so down to earth. He was not an abstract philosopher who spouted esoteric theories that, uh, that no one but Einstein could understand, right? He was down to earth. He was practical. Jesus taught primarily about relationships. And isn't that where we live? With relationships that we have. With God, with self, with others. He teaches about what it, what it is and, and how to forgive one another, how to love our enemies. Um, he has important things to say about marriage and family and friendships and life and community. He teaches and demonstrates the virtue of compassion for those less fortunate, for the down and out. He offers sound counsel with regard to money and possessions and priorities. He has something truly important to say about getting through the rough patches of life, through the trials and tribulations that we all face. He helps us discover meaning and purpose and true direction for our lives. He's the, you know, he's the north star of our lives. So how essential is it for us to listen to our wonderful counselor, who is, as I, again, as I say, the very embodiment of wisdom and knowledge. We need to heed his counsel for life. Jesus' words when you read them openly, have the ring of authenticity. I have known that to be true in my own life. When I read Jesus' words in the New Testament, they ring with authenticity, with authority. They speak to my mind and to my heart like no one else does. 
it sounds to me like these words are true and trustworthy. I don't know if you've had that experience, but to me, um, Jesus speaks like no one else in life. And when we listen to Him and when we obey His teachings, we become wise, really wise people. And, you know, we search for all kinds of things in life. You know, we go here and there, and we seek to be wealthy and so on. But really, shouldn't the main thing for us to seek wisdom, to know how to live rightly and truly? I mean, isn't that what life is about? So we grow in our understanding of life and our ability to cope with all kinds of situations and problems. If we listen to Him and obey Him, we become those wise people who build their homes upon a rock rather than on sand. The house of our life remains standing when the inevitable storm, storms blow in. His wisdom is solid and trustworthy. So, just as we need human counselors in our life, so too you and I need even more the counsel of our Lord, allowing Him and His message of love to permeate our minds and our hearts so that, that, so that our lives are shaped. And when you and I listen and obey His counsel, when we read and study His Word, putting it into practice, we discover that this counselor is indeed incredibly wonderful. Now, to be sure, there are many counselors out there that are not so wonderful. There are counselors who would lead us astray. There are misguided counselors who would lead us down the wrong path. There are many voices in our society saying, if you would just buy this, buy into this, then you will truly be happy. Uh, do, do this and you'll find personal fulfillment. Buy this car or accept this philosophy, or join this movement. But these things are bound to disappoint in the end. Only Christ can be called Wonderful Counselor, for He alone has the words of eternal life. And millions of people down through the ages have discovered that to be so. So if you are looking for guidance in your life, if, you're, if you have problems that just seem to be intractable, too big to handle, if you're looking for something more in your life to give your life meaning and purpose, if you want something that goes deeper than the superficiality all around us, then seek to know the wonderful Counselor. As God said at Jesus' transfiguration, this is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. Listen to Him. But there is one other thing. Um, not only does Jesus Christ dispense sound wisdom and give valuable advice, but He also offers us His comforting presence. In fact, the word counselor in the Bible not only denotes one who gives wisdom, gives good advice, but someone who's called to the side of another to give help, to give aid, to give comfort. 
So we could just as easily call Jesus the wonderful comforter as much as we can say he's also the wonderful counselor. And what a comfort he is, because he not only shows us how to live, he not only teaches good things, but he comes alongside us. In fact, he dwells within us, and he enables us to live out these teachings. He gives us his supernatural strength so that we do what he commands. He comforts us by coming alongside, dwelling within. And so we're given power, we're given strength, and yes, when the trials and tribulations come, He will enable us to stand. To some fearful and despairing disciples, Jesus said, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another counselor or comforter to be with you forever. So we don't walk through this life alone, but He is with us. The Spirit of Christ is with us, and He continues to give us sound wisdom. I keep the Lord always before me, says the psalmist, because He's at my right hand. I shall not be moved. We can stand in that wisdom and in His power and strength. We have His comforting presence as well as His incredible teaching. So let us give heed to that wise counsel, open our eyes to His comforting and strengthening presence. And I, I want to uh, finish this little message with words from A.W. Tozer. I know Jim knows who he is. He's a, a great pastor, a great uh, a devout Christian from uh, another generation. Um, but I love what he says here. He says, there's only one man whom we can trust to follow. That man is Jesus Christ. Why is he different from any other person? Why do I refuse to follow other people and yet follow this man? Of no other person can it be said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Of no other person from Adam to now can it be said, He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of no one else can it be said that three days after He had gone into the grave, He rose again. Of no other person can it be said that while they beheld Him, He was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid Him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as He was going, when suddenly two men, dressed in white, stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen Him go into heaven." This is the King of glory, this man, and this man is the one who says, give yourself to me, surrender to me, and concentrate upon me. Be caught in the spell of the irresistible charm. 
I love that. Allow yourself to be caught in the spell of the irresistible charm. So let us sit at His feet, listen to His wisdom, and call upon His strength to enable us to live it. And again, above all, to allow ourselves to be caught in that spell of irresistible charm because He will not lead us astray. Let's pray. O oh Lord, wonderful Counselor, You alone have the words of life. We need Your help, Your guidance, Your wise counsel. Open our ears that we may receive Your wisdom, and open our eyes that we may see You standing by our side, strengthening and empowering us for the life to which You have called us. In the name of Christ we pray these things. Amen.